he has had to gain wisdom and understanding to adapt this incredible goodness to his needs. And so through the years, Starting from where magazines look like books written in essay format, magazines boomed in popularity when people first learned how to read. And it takes 66 tons of aluminum to make one Boeing 747. Magazines are defined as storehouses of information containing a variety of articles. The birth of magazines began in 1586, where times were different and more focused on literary content. In 1886, at the age of 22, Charles Martin Hall of the United States discovered the way to produce aluminum economically in his woodshed. And so for, and as you go down, you will see one called subscriptions. If you hit the manage option on subscriptions. By 1907, Mr. Hall, with a group of industrialists, formed the Aluminum Company of America, or Alcoa. We have learned how to channel its power into telephones, radios, refrigerators, electric lights. It is one of the prime movers of the age in which we live. It takes you through to another page where all your subscriptions that you are signed up to are listed. These include active and inactive subscriptions doesn't really add up to enough to make it a sustainable income. There's a lot of people in this space trying to figure out a solution. Our process starts with ingot aluminum, which we purchase from any one of the large aluminum companies. This problem and YouTube is saying, hey, we'll let you charge for access to your content. This ingot, along with scrap from various parts of the operation, is first melted in this furnace. Published by John Dunton in 1693, the Ladies' Mercury was known to be a spin-off from the magazine, The Athenian Mercury. Now you select the publication that you do not want, or you want to cancel in other words. Say, I'm going to just click on the edge one for now. In which both offered an advice column responding to questions regarding love, sex, marriage, dress, and humor of the female sex, whether they were virgins, wives, or widows. It then gives you options, so you can change your subscription, or you can actually just turn off auto renew. Obviously, if you turn this one off, your subscription is cancelled and at the end of your, your present payment, it stops. The Ladies Mercury was a weekly publication while the Athenian Mercury's advice column was once a month. Although the Ladies Mercury only lasted four weeks, it was the first periodical published specifically for women. According to Media Facts, the Gentleman's Magazine was the most influential periodical of its time. Aluminum, or aluminium as it's called in most European countries, is the second most widely used metal in the world. More views, more subscribers, more money, blah, blah, blah. What I'm really trying to help you guys do is I believe that a lot of you guys have a message that could really change the world and influence a lot of people's lives. It is one third of the weight of steel and can be found in almost everything that we use. And I want to help you guys be able to spread that message. Some of you guys have stories and have experiences and have things that could really influence. But topsoil is the very source of life and man is learning to conserve it so that nature may give more abundantly of all the growing things of field and hill. A lot of people make this world a better place but you might not necessarily have the funds to access this type of content that I a unique aspect try to provide for you that would help you do that. So I want the barrier of access to this content to be as low as possible but I can't do that of our process. In his endless struggle to avert starvation man has been striving for a better understanding of nature's laws. Beverage cans, structural components, 
automobiles, airplanes, and electrical transmission lines are just a few of the things that we use for aluminum. The gains he has made are witnessed in our bounteous crops. Even so, and quite as the Bible warns us, there's a time for sowing and a time for reaping. But the time for reaping is so very short. Is the fact that cans after you. Content to be as low as possible, but I can't do that forever. So I'm leaning towards the crowdfunding thing and just saying, those of you guys who believe in what I'm doing and you find what I'm doing valuable for you and it's helping you, would you consider supporting me so I can continue to do this? Okay, first, energy underpins everything. So there are trophic pyramids in nature. Um, underpinning it all is the sun. In 1731, Ben Franklin and a group of members of a philosophical association. And at each level of the trophic pyramid, there's an energy transfer up to higher levels of the pyramid. Formed the Library Company of Philadelphia when they realized that together they could purchase more books. Um, there's a, something in optimal foraging theory in nature that says that there's an energy investment and that there's an energy payoff. They each invested 40 shillings. Today the library is free to the public, but is still supported by its shareholders. It's for you. But I would love to hear from you guys in the comments below about to biological organisms and those organisms that have a big surplus. Where you stand on this hot topic in this debate, would you rather go with YouTube's paid subscription channels or would you rather just, you know, take a bigger risk and say, hey, if you value this content, pay me. If not, on how much they expended versus how much they get have advantages in mating, reproduction, uh, bodily uh, maintenance, etc. Now this happens not only with animals, but with humans. Take it for free anyway. Another big announcement from YouTube last week is that one ton of aluminum can make 50,000 beverage cans, the space frames for seven full-size cars, or 40,000 computer memory disks. the Boston Athenaeum was created combining the advantages of a public library and containing the great works of learning and science in all languages. Visitor Bob Oakes talks about his visit. That perhaps is why man has always made so much of harvest, made it a time of festival or prayer. For he knows his life depends on swiftly gathering in the bounty nature gives him. Uh, and our ancestral past is one where uh, hunter-gatherers that had a high income minus the expenses, the energy, the caloric expense of hunting had uh, advantages. And over time... That fits the VC model really well, right? First of all, three and a half years. I mean, We've been at it now for six. That morphed into around 10 or 12,000 years ago when we had the agricultural revolution is we actually had more surplus available that some people didn't have to hunt or gather. Some people could do other things and that started this moonshot of uh, human population and consumption. For the first 190,000 years of our species, that wasn't really the story. Thus in America, we have always offered thanks for the blessings of the earth. Aluminum is the most abundant metallic element on earth, but it does not occur naturally and must be processed. It all starts with red dirt called bauxite. 
Bauxite is an ore rich in aluminum oxide that is formed over millions of years by chemical weathering of rocks containing aluminum silicon. And so you can see how this developed over time. Um, a lot of human labor, human energy, went into carrying all these very uh, heavy blocks to build the Great Pyramids. That was available because they had an energy surplus where some people didn't have to work in agriculture. So then what happened? Around uh, the mid-1700s... Which reminds us how the harvest tided our forefathers through lean and hungry winters. By the same token, spring has ever been a time of rejoicing, of joy in the promise of still another harvest, when field and tree again bring forth a profusion of delicious gifts that beckon us. Now, but they contribute to higher wages, higher profits, lower price stuff in our economies. So the average American today consumes around 3,500 calories a day. A lot, some of that's wasted. Um, so we eat uh, maybe six Big Macs in our bodies worth of calories. But if we consider the exosomatic footprint, the amount of energy that each of us on average uses that we don't eat, but it's part of the footprint of the lights and the car that drove me here and the airplanes and the built infrastructure, we consume the equivalent of over 400 Big Macs, each of us, every day. So... What a waste of good tomatoes. Yes, waste was the word. And no way to beat it. But along about that time, things were happening that would change all that. You know, John, I hear they're putting up fruits and vegetables better than we can now, over near Fairport. Who is they? The canneries. And what with the sugar and all the other seasoning and the cooking and whatnot, it costs less, too. Well, if that's true, why do you slave over a hot stove when you can get them right down at the store? For that matter, why do I waste my time with these trees, bust my back over the plow? Hey, golly. Next season, I'll put in smaller crops. No, bigger crops. Bigger? Now, how in the world do you figure that? Well, it's our chance to save some money. Why, we can sell our fruit to the canneries and plant more and more things to sell them right through the season. And then if the crops come in good, we can put by enough money to send the boy to college. So he can be a better farmer than me and grow more crops? Sure, to sell to the canneries. Oh, Rob's muted. Can we hear him? Rob, you there? All right, we'll, we'll we'll run through the slides and then hopefully we'll get uh, we'll figure out how to get you uh, how to get you into the hangout. So we're still figuring this stuff out. But anyway, there's his picture. So uh, so Rob will be joining us in a in a minute. But uh, you know what I usually do is I usually show kind of the demographics and I think for this program this is a really especially before blanking, it must be immersed in a thin, lubricating oil. Pure aluminum, as we use here, is extremely sticky, and any tool or punch must be thoroughly lubricated to prevent sticking of the aluminum to the tool. Because over 40% of our companies uh, are less than 10 million in revenue, so when you're, you know, when you're a smaller company, 
one of the one of the constant things you're thinking about is how to get to be a bigger company. And as they say in the business, it takes money to make money. So you know, a lot of our our, our customers are are constantly thinking about how do I get the money that I need to fund the growth of this business. So. Um, you know, I thought I'd put up, uh, you know, another inspirational quote last week. We had one from Mark Benioff. Fortune Magazine wrote a great article with the best quote that everybody's using. It's a subscription economy, and you're just living in it. And subscriptions have become the hot business model for everybody. Your subscription boxes, staff companies, well, publishing businesses have been running subscriptions for years and years and years. And why is something that was so old is now new and hot again? Well, because subscription businesses are profitable. When you look at acquisition costs... Unbeknownst to most business schools and economists, 90% of the physical work in human economic systems today is done by fossil energy. Modern industry uses vast amounts of fossil carbon to do the things that humans used to do. So this graph is from a speech from the president of the bank, or the chief economist of the Bank of England. Um, you've all seen population curves that look like this. This is not population. This is GDP, which is a proxy for wealth of physical stuff, per capita over the last um, 3,000 years. And you can see there's been a moonshot since we found fossil fuels. In fact, today's average human is 13 times wealthier than the average human 200 years ago. And today's Americans are 50 times wealthier than the average human on the planet 200 years ago in terms of energy and, and stuff. We are living during an amazingly special time. So this is the, uh, the total world consumption of energy. You can see in the 1800s, this beige strip is biomass. Basically, we took forest fuel. But just like gossip, everyone loves a good story. Which brings me to Sherlock Holmes, who made his first appearance in 1887 and beat his Christmas annual in Conan Doyle's A Study in Scarlet. According to MacFern.com, in 1893, 20,000 readers canceled their subscription to Strand Magazine when Sherlock Holmes is killed off in The Final Problem. Conan Doyle relented only in 1902, bringing the detective hero back in The Adventure of the Empty House. The final Sherlock Holmes story, called Shaskom Old Plays, was published in 1927, April issue of The Strand Magazine. In 1953, TV Guide was debuted in 10 cities in the U.S., ranking in 1,560,000 viewers. Hugh Hefner also launched Playboy with Marilyn Monroe on the cover with the infamous new calendar that same year. Yes, unfortunately, this is the goal for women to do. This continuous casting operation is unique in the world today. The blanking press floats on the line as the slack loop in the aluminum strip builds up it triggers the starting switch of the press. And as the press chews up the strip, it pulls the slack loop down to trigger another switch and thus shut itself off. And then if you go to the next slide, we show the comparison um, to you, the entrepreneur, 
And this is where it gets really interesting. So that other that other slide was very even, right? I mean, there's, there's everyone's taking their risk and they get their, their reward. They've, they've priced out their capital. This is to you. These are the trade-offs that the entrepreneur sees. And with the bank loan, typically it's personally guaranteed. And so if the company fails, the entrepreneur stands to lose the most because they've personally guaranteed it. Now, if the company succeeds, they've, they've, they've grown this business using a low cost of capital and they're gonna see the most reward. On the equity side, if the company fails, uh, the equity investors take in tremendous amount of risk and so the, the risk to the entrepreneur. The hydrochloric acid quickly reacts with the oxide layer and dissolves it away. This exposes fresh aluminum metal, which also reacts with the acid. I let it go for about a minute and then I get rid of the acid. With the acid gone, we'll start to reform the oxide layer, so it's important to add the mercury quickly. The amalgamation started almost right away, but it's really hard to see. In the reflection, you can see me lean over to get a better look, and I notice some very small hairs forming between the aluminum and the mercury. In real time, this process is really slow, so I set things up for a time lapse. So the major thing going on here is the combination of the mercury with the aluminum to form the amalgam. In this operation, we are punching out lids from the lid strip. The strip is being fed into the punch press and the lids blanked out. Each can, of course, must have its lid, so the lid operation is just as important as the can-making operation. You guys with a few customers and a few prospects, and they typically say, hey, if I already have revenue, you know, wh why do I need to do, you know, revenue-based financing? Can't I just, uh, you know, can't I just do this out of my, out of, fund the rest of the business out of my own profits? And I think, you know, this is one where, I've certainly got my answer, Rob, but, you know, interesting to hear yours, uh, you know, because for us, we're all about growth, right? It's all about how do you accelerate growth, and many times, depending on the opportunities that we see, um, I'll tell you one example, we are seeing a ton. Um, for heat and, and for fuel. Then we found coal, uh, then uh, oil, the green, um, natural gas is the red, nuclear, hydro, and renewables at the top. We keep growing our access to primary energy. So in the distant past, we had a very small total energy pyramid, and now we have this huge pyramid, but we only historically have spent 5% of our energy on finding and delivering energy. The other 95% of the energy we could allocate towards industry, towards military, education, hospitals, philanthropy, art, free time, etc. There's this huge pyramid of the things that are possible because of energy surplus. But the same thing happens in nature, in human economies. If this cheetah had to instead get a rabbit for the same amount of effort or a mouse for the same amount of effort, it would have less benefits because it, its energy return metabolically would be lower. Same sort of thing in our situation. We found all the Beverly Hillbilly oil a long time ago. Then we had to drill under the ocean. And now we're going to this unconventional oil, tar sands, things that are more costly and more environmentally dirty. So you might 
think, ah, if oil is so amazing in what it can do, well, who cares if it's $200 or $300? It's still a bargain, right? Well, yes, but our society is not built on $200 oil. It's built on $20 oil. This is the same graph rearranged that I showed you earlier. If there's an energy cost increase, price increase from $0.05 cents to $0.10 cents to $0.15 cents a kilowatt hour. The other thing uh, that you mentioned is exactly what you said about scaling efficiently and picking up, um, you know, uh, uh, solutions to help take the CEO and the CFO out of the day-to-day -day business and help them go sell or go build product or whatever it may be. Um, a prime example is, is exactly that, you know, being able to um, implement Zora and then that frees up all the resources of the team and they can go do their business, right? They're not spending, they're not in the weeds dealing with the day-to-day -day billing and collections and all that kind of stuff. They can actually just go, go build their business. Yeah. So yeah, great use of funds to grow and scale for sure. Yeah, and then when we see, you know, what what we see in in our world, right? We look at look at acquisition costs of a typical business. You're going to spend a significant amount of your money acquiring your customers, and your profit margins are going to be thin or thinner than a subscription business. Subscription businesses focus on renewals, and smart subscription businesses make sure that the cost of acquisition is covered and their renewals are basically profit. And if you manage your renewals, you will manage and run a very profitable subscription business. Some of the amalgam that forms gets dissolved in the mercury and makes its way to the top. When it gets there, it comes in contact with oxygen in the air and it reacts to form white aluminum oxide. This part of the process is pretty short-lived though because it quickly gets covered and protected by the oxide. This prevents fibers from growing directly from the mercury, but obviously they continue going out from the sides. Manual milking, you still make $5. You're not using any external energy. Semi-automated milking, you start to see a decline in your, in your profits from 20 to 17 to, to 12 because there's an intermediate amount of energy that's needed. But what happens on the really energy intensive stuff is you go from a very high profit to a minimal profit. But if energy prices go from 10 to 15 cents, not only do you no longer have a profit, you have a big loss because you're adding so many units of energy to a process that you assumed the energy would be cheap, but now it's expensive. This happens because some of the mercury is dissolving into the aluminum. The amalgam here also reacts with air to form the oxide, but the difference is that it doesn't shut itself down. The dissolved mercury can continue to creep along the surface and amalgamate more aluminum. In theory, this process should keep going until the entire surface is covered with a thick layer of the oxide. The mercury could also penetrate deeper into the aluminum and compromise its strength, but I think that takes a really long time to do. So we have lots of oil. We're not running out of oil. We're running out of cheap oil. This is actually an optimistic from the Energy Information Agency or the International Energy Agency. This dark purple is crude oil from the currently producing fields. It's going to be cut in two thirds by the year 2030. Well, I need some peas, three cans of peas. There's your candy. That's the last of the peas, Mrs. Moran. Can't seem to stock up enough for you folks. Well, why don't you order more? Ma'am, I could order till the cows come home. 
But if the cannery don't have them, they can't send them. And if they don't send them, I can't sell them. Comes to three dollars and eighteen cents. Three eighteen. Mm-hmm. My. And our price is coming down. <laughs> About these peas, Mr. Peters. Why can't the cannery send you enough? Well, ma'am, it isn't only the cannery. I was over there the other day, pestering them for more. My customers are asking for them, says I. Can't give them to you, says he. Why not, says I. Don't ask me, says he. Ask the can maker. So I want to share with you some of our research that goes into what different companies are doing. I want to say just at the outset, your business is your unique business targeted to your customers. So you may see some things that are different, and there may be some very legitimate reasons why your business doesn't map to these particular benchmarks. But you should really look at these. For monthly renewal rates, the average subscription rates are really all over the map, but <clears throat> you can see the majority are a lifetime of six to nine months with some subscription businesses with an average of over 25 months in terms of the lifetime. And you can compare the significant behavior between a business-to-business -business and a business-to-consumer business. About four hours later, I decided to end the time lapse. I spun the thing around, and when I noticed the other side looked a lot cooler, I was a little bit sad. Anyway, when I poke at it, you can see that it's not structurally very strong. I'm not sure what I was expecting, but I was surprised at how fragile it was. Find the formula for success, but uh, you know, Vinod says, I generally disagree with most of the very high margin opportunities. Why? Because it's a business strategy trade-off. The lower the margin you take, the faster you grow. And that is an interesting and potentially somewhat self-serving comment coming from a guy who has a personal net worth of 1.5 billion. But I think it's an interesting uh, point about why people take VC money, right? A lot of the businesses that we see... It looks like there's quite a bit of aluminum oxide here, but surprisingly, there's only about 200 milligrams. I went to clean things up a little, so I scraped away a lot of the oxide. On the edges, this reveals fresh aluminum amalgam, which is the silver stuff that you see. As usual though, it quickly reacts and turns gray again. As I said before, some of the mercury has dissolved into the aluminum. I was really curious to see how much more amalgamation would occur if I took away all the visible mercury. So I removed the large drop and I cleaned things up. Um, you know, and if you look at the different business models, you know, a lot of the business models that we see depend on growth through freemium, through open source, you know, some way of gathering many, many, many users. And uh, I put up this slide actually last week during the, uh, or, or actually two weeks ago during our hangout uh, called Cliff Notes for Success. And I said, design for customer acquisition first, monetization for second. Theater women. This was also considered to be the very first fashion magazine ever. Genesium Theatre Young Lilium was also, according to Macro.com, 
were reproduced by engraving the female costumes of all of the nations of Europe. As for men, Gallery Mercury was a literary critical magazine started in 1672, made for men by Jean Donaud de Vies. The king, Louis XIV, enjoyed the Gallery Mercury, except the inconsistency of the magazine. There was apparently enough left to get a decent amalgamation going, but it was actually less than I was expecting. I cleaned things up again, and this time when I scraped the edges, they're not silver like before. Clearly the amalgamation process is done. I think the reason that it stops is because all the mercury that's present is amalgamated with aluminum, but it's hidden under the oxide layer. Without the main drop in the middle, we don't have excess mercury to creep out and continue making more amalgam. It also might be possible that small amounts of mercury are taken away as the fibers grow, but I don't know if that actually happens. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and react things again because I wanna highlight something. So like before to get things going, I clean it up with some hydrochloric acid. Then I add the mercury back, but this time, instead of doing things dry, I add some water. Uh, this graph has nickel, lead, gold, copper, zinc, and the ore concentrations. And they've been declining over time. When we have a lot of energy, we can use more energy to get more overburden and get more uh, of the ore out. But these two uh, uh, energy and ore grades are, are linked. So if energy is what underpins our economies, what about money? What is money? Well, money, based on what I just said, should give you a hint that money is actually a claim on energy. If I have a $20 bill in my pocket or five grand in my checking account, eventually I'm going to spend that on something. And whatever I spend it on is a call on energy, some amount of coal, oil, natural gas, and other resources. Now, uh, there's a huge myth, which I did not learn in business school, but I've learned since. Banks do not loan money, they create it. They create it via loans. Since the last 40 years, there's not been a single country in the world that issues money and has something physical backing it. If you go into a bank in Rochester and get a million dollar loan and they say that your credit is approved and the bank's in good standing, what happens is a million dollars is put into your account and a million dollar IOU is put into the bank's account. So their system balances, the world balances. But nowhere in the world did a million dollars of purchasing power get removed. A million dollars more purchasing power was added out of thin air. So imagine... Uh, the most entertaining sections were the ones discussing gossip, fashion reviews, and the how-to fashion guides. Due to these sections, fashion magazines began to bloom across Europe, which introduced Ladies Mercury into the mix. It became apparent that reading fashion magazines became a sign of good taste. Magazines began focusing on the lives of actresses, singers, and public figures in 18th century. What do you know? Here lies the beginning of the gossip. Made up by um, fields that are yet to be developed, yet to be found. Things like tar sands, biofuels, ethanol, and a byproduct of natural gas. But all that other stuff that's not the purple is more costly. On the left, we have the lid as blank. On the right, you'll notice the edge has been curled in and the latex applied. Um, oil, you have to find it first before you use it. This, these bars are how much oil we found in each year, and the black line is how much we used in each year, and we're now finding five, to, uh, we're using five times more oil. The latex is then cured for one hour at 200 degrees Fahrenheit in this oven. The operator 
then we're finding it, uh, which is not a problem for next week, but it is a problem for the 2030 and 2040s. Is laying out the lids for inspection and packing. So, new technology or higher price. This is a total chart of U.S. oil production for the last 17 years. This purple is the conventional light sweet crude oil, and this orange is the unconventional stuff like shale gas fracking, and not gas, shale oil fracking. And this stuff was cheap, this stuff is, is quite expensive, and that's part of the story. We pack lids in these reusable containers. For another story uh, based on what you've heard in the news, now for the actual can-making process. Approximately two-thirds of all the world's oil reserves are in this shaded area. Slugs are dumped into the hoppers above the impact extrusion presses. So this depletion of fossil resources also applies to mineral resources. Uh, this graph has nickel, lead, gold, copper, zinc, and the ore concentrations. A feed mechanism brings the slugs down into the press itself and the... And they've been declining over time. When we have a lot of energy, we can use more energy to get more overburden and get more uh, of the ore out. But these two uh, uh, energy and ore grades are, are linked. So... A feed mechanism brings the slugs down into the press itself and the can is extruded.